Coming up, drive-in parties, New Year's resolutions, raw meat sandwiches, and fantasy sports. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against. Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? I'd also drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Well, the chestnuts might be roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost might be nipping at your nose. But there are still plenty of topics out there that are in need of swift and uninformed judgment. Joining me in the promulgation are Mike Winant, Patrick Lothian, and Robbie Silver. Hello, friends. Hey, Hello. Mike. Happy holidays. Merry, right. Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much. And, and whatever and other everybody else. Yeah, everybody. Happy New happy, Year. All happy all around. Uh, what's going on in your lives, gentlemen? I would like to start with uh, Patrick. I just went to the Best Buy and I got myself a new laptop computer. All right. And it folds all the way backwards. Oh, you broke it. <laughs> that was sad. So surprisingly I'm pretty excited because I've been using a like eight-year-old tablet from uh, the original Surface computer for eight years. Surface and- was a good computer though. Oh, it's fantastic. I used to edit video on it and now wow. it barely loads web pages. So, um, Best Buy, 18-month financing. So, nice. it's very what, cheap. What kind of computer did you go with? It's an HP Envy 360 open box. What's the serial number on money that guy? <laughs> serial numbers. <laughs> but Best Buy is doing something cool, which I hope that they do in the future and everywhere does this, where you walk in and if you need help, you tell the guy and then they'll send somebody over so you don't have a thousand people. It's like a genius part. Yeah, that is so much better than like randomly walking down the aisles, like looking to see if the the stock shelf boy is like kind of available. You're like, uh, try to make eye contact with him. Like, I'm, I need some help. If yeah, you I will me. never ask for help in one of those things. Are you serious? I'm looking away like I'm on yes. a subway at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I am making no eye contact with him. I was also really impressed with how much the guy they sent over knew. He he helped me a lot. Or he just made All a lot right. of stuff up. Shout out to Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. no long, no longer this podcast just... is brought to you by Best Buy Radio. Stock, yeah, stock market B-Buy. All right. Well, thank you, Patrick. Uh, best of luck in the new year with your new computer. Uh, Robbie, welcome back. Hey, hey. Courtney filled on? in last week. Uh, Courtney did an awesome job. She mentioned that she didn't really want to impose as a full-time podcast member but i just want to reaffirm courtney is a full-time member i i liken it to like back in the day if you watch the three stooges sometimes you're gonna get mo larry curly sometimes you get mo larry shemp but it's still the three stooges you're still gonna have a great time so courtney was awesome in fairness to courtney i don't think that she wanted to tarnish our our um legacy reputation. but the other way around yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, her reputation she did not want to be associated in such a way good point so Courtney, cool. if, if you don't want this um recognition then feel free to dismiss it but you were <laughs> awesome um i also wanted to quickly mention you guys talked about uh holiday newsletters last week and if i was on i would have wanted to ch- chime in about that so really quickly my parents send a, a Hanukkah holiday newsletter every year, which is, I, I'm actually for them. I think it's a, a charming, wonderful thing to do. But every year, my parents do it in secrecy and never, ever reveal it to me or my two brothers. 
because they're afraid that if they do, that we are going to make shit out of the holiday letter <laughs> that they're mailing to the friends because we think that they're going to misrepresent us. And like, it's again, it's a lovely thing to do, but they are just so not into what the three of us think of their holiday card as our parents. So I always find that interesting. And every year, my brother tries to get it out of them. Sometimes we do. We'll see if it happens again this year. Have you? Wait, are you saying that you've never seen it? Or you rarely see it? What are you saying? What do you oh, mean? He <laughs> sees it live. I, my parent, no, no. He sees it parent, on opening day. No. We don't see it don't, ever. No, they don't send it to us. Wow. And sometimes my brother, occasionally my brother gets them to like get us one copy. Like if we're at a family get together, he's like, where is it? I want to see it. I want to so read like it. So your brother steals it from Uncle Rick? Yeah. <laughs> Something like, like that? Yeah. It's like, it already went out. I know it went out. I want to see what it says. <laughs> and then he tears it apart. And it's like too late at that point. because You got to catfish members... your parents with a fake person who could become <laughs> yeah. online friends with them and gets the, gets the newsletter. That's well, I mean. that would require Courtney that they would have really any online them. friends because <laughs> neither of them have Facebook or anything like that. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Robbie. We're glad that you're back. Uh, Michael, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, not too much. It's the holidays. I apologize. I've got a uh, a neighbor who who likes to sing karaoke uh, all the time, including never right apologize now. for karaoke. Never <laughs> apologize. So or, you, or might hear that. you might hear uh, some some very poorly sung Backstreet Boys uh, bleeding in. But if I go out and tell the guy to please stop his karaoke because I'm trying to record a podcast, that would be the most 2020 thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> so I'm very much trying to avoid that. So. Uh, By the way, karaoke is definitely a future four against topic. I think that for sure. As is Three Stooges. Yeah, you're right. That's a great one. You want to do them right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Next next episode. Mike, anything else to add? No, no. What's your update, Mike? All right. So, guys, in the outline, I wrote that I have a surprise update. I wanted to share with you all. I got you all a Christmas present. We are now the owners of fororgainstpod.com. Oh, what a sweetheart. Thank you. Yes, it's official. We own it. And I uh, have put a a 301 redirect on uh, fororgainstpod.com slash play. So, if you want to play the new fororgainst mobile web app game go to forwardagainst.com slash play i just wrote some rules today done some updates pretty proud of this nice. one you should is, be is, is our nice. own is our own game our own sponsor <laughs> yeah. sponsored by us and best buy <laughs> yeah of course uh, and then also um patrick might be more interested in this than then maybe he might be the only one that might be interested in this i found a way i think i found a way where as we update the rss feed with our podcast it will automatically update the website so i'm hoping that i i think i have this set up where i'll never have to touch it again <laughs> uh, and it will be Completely updated automated but i want to do one more pitch for it if you go to foragainstpod.com you can sign up for our newsletter i'm hoping uh to to gather uh, some emails of our listeners so that we can send out reminders of when our show airs and i think we're we're almost 30 episodes in we're, we're we're getting close, and so I'm uh, I'm feeling like we we might actually continue to do this in the long run. Um, historically, I, I have like gone all in on buying the domain name, and then usually I my enthusiasm for the project wanes, and then I'm the proud owner of ridiculous domain names that I, I'm not using. Uh, but now this time I, I went the opposite direction, where right? I did the thing, and then decided, you know what, we're three uh, seasons in, it might be time to 
to buy the, the Mike, I think it's it's finally time to let this out to the outside world and, and hear some other, have some other people hear it. So uh whenever you're ready to do that, I think we're done with the practice episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds great. All right, guys. Well, it's now time to play for or against. One of us will present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it, and then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. Rob is back, so we're going to have him kick things off this week. Robbie, what do you have for us this week? Hey, hey. Well, uh, I guess when this airs, it will be leading into New Year's Eve week. And so historically in non-COVID times, everyone has lots of different New Year's Eve activities they do. But this year during COVID, in the Chicago area, there is a drive-in New Year's Eve party happening. Um, the description says, dance inside your car and enjoy the midnight fireworks at this drive-in New Year's Eve celebration, which takes place outside at this parking lot of a stadium. <laughs> There's a long list of DJs and performers on the bill, including freestyle producer Stevie B., Singer Angel Clivies and Lamar Hula Mahone of the Chicago Hip House Duo. You're nailing the pronunciation, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Needless to say, I know none of the performers here, so I think we can maybe make some jokes about the. And lack you're of, in the music industry, the music so you're not industry. just some Joe Schmo. Yeah, I'm sure there are jokes we made about the lack of actual headliners, but I want to think more broadly about pretend that there were actually performers that you even know and maybe even enjoy do you want to go to a drive in new year's eve celebration in a parking lot somewhere on the outskirts of chicago at midnight with a bunch of cars is that appealing so um mcfadden i want to throw it to you uh what do you think about this all right well so I didn't know if you were talking specifically about this event. And By the way, feel free to get into this one event. <laughs> I personally was not wanting to find a way to get a COVID babysitter to watch my kid to drive to Bridgeview to sit in a parking lot to, to listen to... I don't even know if they're musicians, like they're DJs. And this is like a whole nother conversation is, is a DJ a musician? Like... I don't know. We talked about this previously. I don't know. What These are heavy hitters in the eighties freestyle hip hop slash R and B game. You know, are you being serious? Yeah. I mean, but like, really? that's clearly not my demo or yours. Freestyle R and B. I didn't yeah. know that was a category, yeah. but so Stevie B had one big hit. <laughs> it was called, uh, I think it was because I love, yeah, because I love you, which is probably the number one song when you're at the grocery store and you realize you're in the wrong line and the lady ahead of you has 40 cans of cat food that she's buying with a coupon for every single one. Uh, that's when you're going to hear it. Is that the jewel? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it was like a number one hit, like in like 1990, but that's really the only thing uh, that these and now, he's, now he's a headline. They've got an audience. They've got an audience. Well, okay. So I, for this specific event, I, I'm, I'm not signing up for this. I'm against this specific event. I'm yeah, not I, driving I over an hour to Bridgeview, yes. especially amidst the COVID. And um, I, I do want to point out on the website, there's a, a, a frequently asked question section. It says, what happens if it starts raining or snowing during the show? And it says, turn your windshield wipers on and wait a little bit. Don't worry. It never rains or snows when Julian Jumpin' Perez is on. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know. That's a Julian magic Jumpin', power. <laughs> does he have a history of it never snowing <laughs> when it's on? Because... Anyway, um, I'm against this. I don't want to go to this. I have no interest in this. Now, if it was like 
a different event at a different place. What's an artist that you like? Well, we know that you don't like music, but if you did like music, <laughs> what music would you like? So here's here's what I thought of when when you brought this topic up is that um, Bert Kreischer, who is a stand up comedian, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, is one of the first to do a COVID drive in movie theater comedy tour, and. Yeah. I like listening to his podcast with Tom Segura, Two Bears, One Cave. And um, I, I, would, I think I would like to go to that event. I don't know if I'd want to do the, the New Year's Eve thing. Like the idea of going out on New Year's, driving somewhere, being in a parking lot, like you're probably gonna have to get there around 10. You're gonna be there for two, three hours. And then you have to drive home at like 1 a.m. And everybody's been part of... To me, it sounds like the place that you're guaranteed to get into a fender bender. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's driving nope. on new year's eve i'm not into this event uh, or any drive-in event on new year's eve but i am interested in the drive-in um concert slash comedy show idea i think that that could be kind of fun especially if you had a pickup you could like load up the the back and put out like a picnic blanket and sit on the side of the the bed and i, I think i'm for that but this i have to say i'm against Okay, very good. Uh, Wine, and you are a connoisseur of entertainment and music. Uh, I have no children, so I'm able to go places. Yeah, so what do you think about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is also not my cup of tea type of music. Um, uh, like I said, I could name one song from everyone who is on this playlist, and they're asking for $250 a ticket in some some instances. So, But that's it. This is this is the thing for some people, um, you know. And I have done the drive-through thing. I went and saw a drive-through movie at a at a at a ranch um, during the summer during the COVID drive time. Through or drive in? Drive in. Yes. No, they don't <laughs> just drive like, the entire time. That you're it. Yeah. <laughs> drive in movie. Apologies. Um, and that was that was fun. It was exactly what Mike described, where everyone's just kind of chilling out. You're, it feels kind of like a like a summer camp kind of vibe of, of something new and novel. I feel like that would wear off pretty quickly. So I'm very glad that uh, we're making some progress with the vaccines and this can all just be in our rear view. But it sounds like it's going to be about six months or so. I think if there was a show that I'd really want to see, I would go to it in a, in a drive-in. I, don't, I think uh, it's a New good Year's idea. On New Year's Eve? Uh, on New Year's, so I avoid all almost all New Year's Eve things because that's a key part of the premise. Expectations, here. yeah. Uh, I like to to pop open a bottle of bubbly on New Year's, so uh, I'm not going to be driving around. I'm gonna stay safe. So if it's New Year's, I'm against. I'm gonna I'm gonna be safe. Okay, two against Patrick Lothian to you. Um, stepping away from the music for a second because this is clearly my type of music. So. <laughs> You're really into that Latin soul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like drive-ins are closed now because it's it's cold out, and even though you're driving in, the majority of the people like sit in the back of their car or take chairs out. The idea to be doing this in the middle of winter in chicago is like real freaking stupid that either you're gonna have to stick in your car the whole time which will get cold unless it's on so then you have hundreds of cars that are on all parked next to each other and then if you go outside you just got all that exhaust in your face there's no part of this that is smart everybody's gonna drink and then they're all gonna hit each other like mike said 
You got to dig out your car and then put a put like a code in there, like the old style fa- Chicago way of reserving your spot. That's the only yeah. way you can get a spot. <laughs> or Pat, as you were saying, um, you know, get drunk and, and get into accidents or die of carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your poison. Also, there's one person whose name is Too Cool Chris, and it's really bugging me. So it's K-O-O-L, which is okay, whatever. But then the two is only with one O. And it's really just looking at it like bothers me. And I think it's because I'm so bad with words that like the few things I know, it really pisses me off when people get wrong. It's like, you should at least know that one. Maybe they meant it to be. I know they like, meant it to, to cool be, Chris. but it's, cool, it, Chris. it's more upsetting. It's like, it's like deer. Like deer. It's a salutation. Yes. <laughs> it's just a salutation. All these songs are being played for Cool Chris. <laughs> He's not Cool Chris himself. In dedication to, to cool, Chris. cool Chris. Pat, does he spell Chris with a K or a C? A C. Okay. So that's weird too. He should make them standardize if they. Yeah, cool is with a K. Mm-hmm. Chris should be with a K too. Yeah, but then you're getting too close to having three Ks, and that's yeah. never a good look <laughs> ever. Two Ks is too many, so you can only have one K in a row. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, <laughs> All right, new rule. <laughs> well, uh, Robbie, um, have we swayed you? Are are you canceling your tickets? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they're not providing providing a refund unless oh. there's some extreme weather event. So I don't think I can get a refund for my tickets um you'll have fun uh no i mean listen yeah this is awful i (laughs) the worst part of it too would be i don't even think the the event itself would be the worst part although i would probably be miserable almost the entire time it would be at 1201 after the the new year has has come in when everyone's like all right time to beat the rush and everyone tries to leave in their cars at the same time and you're all you have like thousand cars that are trying to go out one single exit and it's just going to be bumper to bumper. And you, that, that's when you're going to be miserable because you're going to be tired and just over it. So I, I don't want to go through that. And even if it's an act that I liked on New Year's Eve, I am against this. But to McFadden's point, I would definitely do the uh, like comedy driving, just not on New Year's Eve. So against this, though. All right. Thank you, Robbie. All right, Michael, it's now time for you to regale us with your topic for the evening. What do you have oh. When you've settled up your uh, insurance claim from that party uh, on the first, uh, the the next day is is January second, where uh, New York's hottest club is is always the pizza party at Lifetime Fitness. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, it's I'm talking about uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, we all make them, we all uh, break them. Uh, but I'm curious, uh, on the whole, are they a positive force uh, for good at the beginning of the year? Uh, is some is some goal setting a good thing in a time of reflection, or are we just setting ourselves up to fail and ultimately worse off than we started? Uh, I want to hear from uh, from Patrick. Uh, are you going to be uh, setting any goals for yourself for 2021? I usually have a New Year's resolution. It always like makes me feel like I'm getting a start on the year. Like I like using it as a refresh. I rarely go with the oh I'm going to lose 50 pounds or whatever. Cause I don't think that's the best way to set yourself up for that. Like it takes a lot with specific goals to just be like on a whim. I think you really have to set up concrete things for something like that. Um, and throughout the year, you should have goals if you want to improve yourself. So I feel like it's almost like a way to like superpower yourself 
into your first goal of the year and put something extra behind it. You can try to feel refreshed after the holidays. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have some goals with my business and hope to make strides in different ways. Uh, so overall, I like it. I do agree that like a lot of people do the, oh, I'm going to work out every day and then get the gym membership and then go twice. So I get that most of them are broken. So I think it just depends on if you set reasonable goals for what you know you have accomplished in the past. So overall, I'm for. Have you, Pat, ever in the past set a reasonable goal that you actually stuck to as a New Year's resolution specifically? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not good at the memory thing. Maybe that should be a goal. <laughs> um, so I can't talk specifically to it. But usually mine aren't too like big. <laughs> They're smaller goals. And so then I can achieve them. Um, and usually they're short-term stuff too. It's like, I want to do X, Y, and Z in January, February, something like that. So it's not like I want every week for the rest of the year to do this thing. Cause it's a lot of times that's not sustainable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I would say I'm 50, 50. Sometimes it, you can't be, this burns. is called for or against. No, no. Uh, in, I'm hitting his goals. I'm hitting, hitting goals, your goals. Yeah. Okay, good. But I am for new year's resolutions for myself. Got it. Mike McFadden, you're a, a goal-oriented uh, person. You've probably read more self-help books than, than the average man. Uh, are you for New Year's resolutions, or are we just uh, setting ourselves up to fail? And if we really want to be successful, uh, we should do that uh, all the time. So I'm, I'm going to come right off the bat and say I think I'm for, um, but now I'm going to backpedal and give you my nuance bullshit. <laughs> um, so I think if you set – um, goals like I want to lose X amount of pounds or I want to do something, you know, three times a week, or if you set some sort of like concrete goal like that, the problem with doing that is that if you come up short even once, then it's really easy to abandon everything and be like, well, I didn't meet my goal because I had, you know, the flu. And so I couldn't work out that day. And so then you know, it's really easy to just abandon everything. And, and now I'm not going to work out anymore. Um, so you are correct, Mike. I, I have read a lot of self-help uh, books. I, I prefer to use the terminology of uh, personal development. And uh, one of those books uh, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And there was a, a quote uh, from the book that I'm especially fond of uh, in which he says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And so what I'm interested in doing um, is specifically this year is figuring out what system I can put in place uh, to uh, the, the, for, for my physical fitness and, and uh, general um, health in, in that regard. Now I eat pretty well. And when I have the time, I, I work out. Um, over the summer, I was running quite regularly while it was warm. I got one of those push strollers that you can you know, jog with a kid in. So that was like my little hack to be able to figure out how, how do I find the time to exercise. But now that it's cold, I can't really go push my you know, 20-month-old in a, in a uh, like sub-freezing <laughs> temperature. I think that might be child abuse. Um, so I need to figure out a system that will allow me to work out. And I'm really interested in thinking about it from like a 10-year beyond plan. Like what is going to be the means by which I can work out on a regular basis until I'm 60, like for really like the next 30 years I'm thinking about because I've never, or through various phases of my life, I've had, you know, 
times when I've been really active about exercising, working out, but then something has always gotten in the way. And so I want to figure out like, how can I build a habit that I can do for decades that involves my physical fitness. And so I really have to think about that from a systems standpoint. It may involve waking up 15 minutes earlier so that I have, you know, the time to, to get in my morning workout and, you know, give up, uh, you know, something. And so I, I just had to think about it in that regard. So from a resolution standpoint, my resolution is to figure out what is the system that I can put in place so that I can have a practice and habit of um, physical fitness in my life going forward. I am for New Year's resolutions. Well, Mike, if you crack that system, send it along, send the blueprints along my way because that sounds. It's like, impressive because uh, it's a New impressive. Year's, yeah. <clears throat> it's a New Year's resolution, but you're parlaying that into a new decades okay. resolution, which is kind of cool. Well, but also I, I feel like once you figure out the system, you can improve, like you can put tweaks on the system, you know, and then maybe it's once the system's in place, maybe I want to work on upper body strength for for next year, but. The problem right now is not I don't know how to do push-ups. I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding the time to do the push-ups. You're a man who likes his framework. Whether I do it's like frameworks. Making a podcast or getting buff or whatever it is. Give yourself a framework. You're good to go. All right, Robert, let's hear your opinion. Are you I, uh, just setting yourself up to fail or are you uh, with the you, other boys? And saying for it, 99% of people, yes, you are setting yourself up to fail. And for those 99% of people, New Year's resolutions are nonsense. But, uh, and also, I and I in that 1% are, are one of us fooling ourselves. If you say that you've met your goal, then maybe you're both in the 1%, which is amazing. But I, I do I think, like Pat's t- like tweak on New Year's resolutions is setting an, <laughs> a, like, an attainable goal. That's sort of an interesting take on it. It's like this goal is a New Year's resolution because it's the new year, but it's really only for January and February. I kind of like that. Sorry, to interrupt. yeah, and then just fuck the other ten months, right? <laughs> oh, there's my first f bomb. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. The, the prolific pontificator of vulgarities, as Michael Wyman said last week. Well, yeah, Courtney said that I didn't know words, so I had to come up with something. <laughs> uh, for me, in terms of New Year's resolutions, <clears throat> before last year, I had never once even considered making a New Year's resolution. Didn't wasn't anything I cared about. Last year, I didn't. Pl- try to make a new year's resolution but coincidentally about in late december december 21st or december 22nd of 2019 i just set some goals for myself that happened to coincide with the changing of the calendar from one year to another and those goals were i wanted to work out more i wanted to meditate more and i wanted to consume less news like cable news and google news and things like that <clears throat> and I, it, it kind of turned into a New Year's resolution for me because come January and February and early March, I was doing those things and I was sticking to them and I felt really good. So I actually kind of referred to those as my New Year's resolution. Now, what happened is that <clears throat> March 13th, uh, the world turned upside down and uh, I stopped working out because I didn't go to the gym anymore because that was now an unsafe place to be. And uh, I started consuming all the news because that was all I had to do is like know everything going on in the world. And then of course that led into all the things in the news this year in the summer months and the election months. And so I needless to say, I kind of dropped the resolution, but now that it's December, 2020 going to 2021, I'm actually going to readapt those same resolutions and start them again. Uh, so I have become four new year's resolutions, I guess. 
All right. Well, uh, an exciting one. We're going to be all four for four is, is what this is going to be. First time in a while. Uh, I, am, I, too, am for um, New Year's resolutions this long. And I think Patrick hit the nail on the head is that we understand what, what their purpose is and that we don't uh, you know, set too lofty goals for ourselves. So the calendar is really just a tool for, um, for you to, to pick a point for, for reflection and for, for uh, foresight into what you want the, the future to look like. Uh, two years ago, I set a New Year's resolution that I was going to lose about 10 pounds, and I did it, and I kept it off uh, until March 13th-ish, uh, <laughs> and I've gained it back. So this year's New Year's resolution is going to be the same one that 2018's was. Am I upset about that? A little. It kind of sucks. Um, but I know I can do it. I've done it before. It was an attainable goal, and it wasn't one that was like, my life's going to change forever. Um, I think uh, any time that you have the ability to uh, reflect and, and to find a way to self-improve is is a positive um using the calendar to do that uh, people shouldn't shy away from it um but just keep in mind that uh you know failure is relative right if i only lose five pounds i'm still better off than i was if i hadn't done anything at all uh, and i think people forget that in that uh you know progress is progress regardless of of its uh shape or size or my shape or size <laughs> Woohoo! i am for positive mental attitude for all of us Let's take a break to hear from our sponsor. This week, we are foregoing our typical sponsor placement and instead making a plea to you, our listening audience, to make a donation to Toys for Tots. Since 1991, the United States Marine Corps has made it part of their mission to collect new unwrapped toys and distribute those toys to less fortunate children during the holiday season. No child should go without a present during the holiday season, and now you can see to it that no child does by making a monetary contribution that will go towards the next holiday season at toysfortots.org donate. As part of this campaign to support Toys for Tots, I'd like to know what your favorite Christmas movie or song is, starting with uh, Patrick Lothian. What's your favorite Christmas movie or song? I thought about this a while. There's a lot of ones that I like. I think I'm going to go with It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it's just, okay. It's really <laughs> All right. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Michael, how about you? Uh, my wife, who's a, a music aficionado, turned me on to a song from 1963 by Lord Nelson called A Party for Santa Claus. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing is a jam. In fact, I'm going to have you all listen to it right now. Alexa, play A Party for Santa Claus by Lord Nelson. You're welcome. Ooh. Christmas time is the time for giving. We learned that from since we're small. But from year to year, it's the same old thing. Santa's coming to call. We always ignore it or forget it. This we know it's true. So this coming Christmas, let's all make an effort as a present for Santa too. Let's treat. That's the song. <laughs> I, I, I like it. And do you notice how wine and i were kind of bopping around and pat a little bit and mcfadden was just as still as a statue <laughs> yeah, because he has no soul thank you very much michael all right my favorite movie is white christmas it's a movie that my parents made us watch every year when we were children and uh, there's one number in particular featuring uh, a young danny Kay. Uh, in which he's, and I'm going to use the word avant-garde again, but it's this avant-garde song and dance number uh, where he says, the theater, the theater, what happened to the theater? And it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie at all, in my opinion, but I really like it. So, uh, White Christmas. Patrick, what about you? I mean, Robert, what yeah, about you? Robert, 
Home Alone. It's great. It stands up. It's great. Home Alone. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Let's continue to do some good in the world by making a difference in the lives of young people during the holiday season and next. Visit toysfortots.org today to make a contribution. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, it is now time for my topic. And in the outline, I included a couple of links uh, for you all um, to articles about uh, raw meat sandwiches that uh, apparently are a a tradition in parts of Wisconsin. Um, I'd like to know, gentlemen, if you are for or against the raw meat sandwich. But before uh, you share your opinions, I'm going to share my opinion first because uh, that, that's something that we are, are wants to do from time to time. Um, I, I think the Describe initial the reaction sandwich before this, you get into it, right? I will, but the, the initial reaction when you read the headline, and this, this is part of why I'm going first, um, is raw meat sandwich. That sounds terrible. Who would want to eat a raw meat sandwich? The raw meat sandwich in this, um, story is essentially ground beef or ground steak, uncooked, on rye bread. And it is a, I believe, German delicacy that made its way uh, to the United States when you know, pockets of uh, German settlers were, were setting up shop in Wisconsin. Uh, and you know th- that's the essence of, of the sandwich, raw ground beef on rye bread with onions. Now, as I was thinking about this, I, you know, initially, you know, my, my visceral reaction was that sounds gross. I prefer to cook my ground beef. Uh, but then I remembered that at one point, a friend of mine from college took me to a restaurant and we had steak tartare and steak tartare is essentially just raw ground or beef, beef gar- carpaccio as well. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not as much uh, as a foodie, but, but, but basically, so it's like, this is a thing. And so I, I'm feeling as if maybe the, the, you know, visceral reaction that I was feeling initially right off the bat is, is unjustified because this is a thing that people do. Now the, you know, food and drug administration says, don't do this. You should always cook your ground beef to 160 degrees. That being said, this is something that people do. And I have actually eaten, you know, some version of this. Granted, it wasn't on raw bread, uh, raw, rye bread served with uh, onions. I have had raw ground beef, and I didn't die. I didn't but you, you also had it at a restaurant, right? I don't it know if that makes a it restaurant. Better, I don't know if it makes it better or either. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, I've just... Yeah. I, have an, I have another question. Yes. Okay, Robbie, So, go ahead. do we know why... This, this is a Wisconsin holiday tradition, right? Do we know why it's even a holiday tradition? I, again, I think it's the Germans and, and their <laughs> they're horrible people, their horrible pagan traditions, you know, pre-Christianity, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So some leftover remnant of a they pagan to past. They to the Packer God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm only uh, informed enough to know that there, there may be some um, Germanic ties to it. And so everything else is here pure, like most topics in this, ep- uh, in this show, <laughs> I have no, no idea. <laughs> you were about um, to say the F word. You're right. But I, would I would encourage help. it if you wanted to, but if you don't I want could, to, that's okay too. Nah, I think I'm not going to in this instance. Okay. Um, so, okay. So I think because I've had raw beef and I guess maybe Mike, maybe you can sway me later. I, I think I'm for this though. I, I cannot advocate anybody doing this. I'm against it for everybody else. Cause I don't want you to get E. Coli and have that be on me but I'm for it for me. Can we also point out though, that both the articles you sent 
are sent specifically to emphasize that the Wisconsin Department of Health is urging the residents to not do this. That's the point. It's not to like explain it, to say, don't do this. Yes, that, that is a good, I'm glad you brought that up. So Robbie, let's take it to you since uh, you've done your homework here and you, you've brought yes. some important information. To- yeah, so I too, I don't know if I've had steak tartare, but I have had beef carpaccio, which in fairness was delicious. It was, it, when I got it, it was also at a restaurant and it was very thinly uh, sliced raw pieces of meat with lemon and salt and pepper sprinkled on it. And it was delicious. I want to interject the steak tartare that I had, I could have done without. <laughs> as I was eating it, I was like, this just tastes like they forgot to cook it. So Robbie, sorry, go ahead. So for mine, I, I enjoy the capaccio. But I'm looking in, in one of the articles you sent, there's a, uh, somebody posted on Twitter what their version of their raw meat sandwich looks like. And it, so I should emphasize, carpaccio is like very thinly sliced raw meat. This is like an entire pocket of raw meat <laughs> as thick as like a half pound hamburger in between two pieces of gross bread. And the image of this- <laughs> Rye bread. It's pronounced rye bread. <laughs> <laughs> but the image of this bright red, totally uncooked meat with just like somebody chopped up some money. Like they did not do a good like restaurant quality job of preparing this. And it's this specific image that turned me from like, kind of being against it to being violently against it like i (laughs) looking at this makes me want to throw up and if i ate it it's a guaranteed vomit session so don't do this it's very dangerous i think mcfadden even in one of the articles you sent there's a renowned chef who admitted that he used to enjoy his steak cooked rare and he no longer does that he says even i eat my burgers medium now it's not my favorite taste wise but it's the smart thing to do don't See, do this. I did some further sleuthing and found that Alton Brown has not a raw meat sandwich recipe, but he has a steak tartare recipe. So again, I keep going back to this. I feel like, Michael, you have some information that might help uh, illuminate this conversation and move me to the other side. What do, what do you have for us? I don't know. I mean, I have had steak tartare, which is uh, chopped steak with, uh, so it's, it's minced. Uh, so not with, ground. Not ground. Okay. With with onions, uh, very similar to this. You put a raw egg on top of that, and then it's with toast. So it sounds very, very <laughs> really similar. If, if, you, if you also want some salmonella to go yeah. through E. coli. <laughs> you need, don't, don't battle it out in your gut, and you know, it'll be balanced oh, out. Oh, it's like yeah. a negative times a negative. Exactly. It's, a exactly. <laughs> it's just math. You can't, can't argue that. So I feel like, and I've also had uh, beef carpaccio, which is sliced very fine pieces of, of beef. But the important thing is that those things are very, uh, very high quality. What, what you've described here is, uh, you know, the two for one bin at Dominic's of, uh, of the beef there that you can just <laughs> plop on there. It is yeah. abhorrent. If anybody could take a look <laughs> yes. at what this thing is, it looks so disgusting. It looks like someone was like heard about steak tartare <laughs> and then tried to put it together from memory. Is, it, is this what you eat for like a, like for a fancy party and like, hmm, am, am I one of you? Uh, it, it is uh, disgusting. Um, it just surprises me. Uh, not at all that the, the, the horrible pagans up in, in Wisconsin uh, we'll eat this. Uh, it starts. It makes perfect sense that they would do so. Uh, I'm against <laughs> it. I'm against them. Um, the thing about beef, and and I didn't know this, but it makes perfect sense, is that E. coli lives on the surface of meat. To grind it up means it puts it right in the middle there. 
uh, which is why uh, carpaccio is sliced and why steak tartare is minced because you don't do that. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm against this uh, more than I've ever been against anything we've done so far. All right. Thank you, Michael. Patrick, you look like a guy who eats raw meat sandwiches regularly. What do you, <laughs> you think? Do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I went to a fancy restaurant once with some people and I don't remember the situation, but I remember that they were paying. I think they were probably <laughs> nice. more adult people than I was at the time. And I have mentioned on the show before that I don't like expensive and fancy things. So most of the stuff on the menu sounded pretty gross to me. And then I saw beef tartare and I liked the description, but I had no idea what beef tartare was. Oh, so it's very similar took, to blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> when I took my first bite into cold meat, I thought something was wrong. <laughs> and then I realized that it was uncooked meat. And I had to eat the entire thing because it was freaking expensive. And I felt like I was going to throw up with every bite that I took. What a nightmare. Oh, why oh did you keep shoveling it down? Because I was with some fancy people <laughs> and they were paying for it. I felt rude oh. not eating it. Um, but why is this a thing? I don't <laughs> like I sushi is really good. So obviously some uncooked stuff is good, but this can't taste good and it's got to be such a gross consistency the consistency of ground beef changes so much when you cook it to have it be like smushy and bloody in your mouth not a fan i just um, keep thinking of of what wine and said the two for one ground beef (laughs) section that's exactly what these sandwiches look like and then on top of that rye bread like you're really kicking a man when he's down (laughs) (laughs) only against this sandwich (laughs) All right. Well, I think at the outset, I was trying to find a way to be for this, but I, I can't. I, I think I, I'm definitely against. Uh, I'm, I'm brought back to the, my experience with steak tartare. I didn't enjoy it at all. And I don't think I'd like the low rent version of steak tartare either. Uh, so I, too, am now officially against the raw meat sandwich. Oh, the cannibal this. sandwich. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, the or the tiger meat sandwich. <laughs> so there's a bunch of different nicknames for this. I'm going to stay south of the cheddar curtain and uh, eat my meat cooked. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Patrick, let's move on to you with our final topic of the evening. Okay, my topic is fantasy, fantasy, <laughs> fantasy sports leagues. So a lot of times we'll talk about something and people will be like. It's not for me, but I understand how other, why other people would like it, so I'm for. But I'm going to do leagues for you. So you're picking the people in your league. And I am going to start with probably the person most likely to be in one, Robbie. I thought you'd say that because I was in one. I was in multiple leagues, and I was in one specifically for a very long time. Uh, I am and was a huge baseball fan. And I did one specific fantasy baseball league for 10 years straight with the same people for all 10 years. And we even kept like half of our players every year. So it was as if we were like actually managers and owners of a real team, which is the nerdiest thing you could ever think to do because <laughs> we weren't actually, but we felt like we were. And every year that I would do it, 
I, I had fun, but I kept stressing myself out every day. I would be consumed by this. And this is around the time where I was in the prime of my dating relationship with, with Lexi. And it, it was one of those things that like, our relationship was never threatened to not exist. But if there was something that might've threatened it, fantasy baseball could have been that thing <laughs> because I was just too into it and it took too much time. And if I would go out of town, this is like pre iPhone days, if I'd go out of town and I didn't have internet access, I would like require that Lexi would take over my team every day and make lineup changes. And it would be stressful. It's like, Lexi, why didn't you put Lance Berkman in at first base when he's not playing the outfield? And it's just like, it, it was enough. And one day I came to the realization, this needs to stop. It needs to end. And I honestly felt so much better once I stopped doing it. And I've gotten other requests in years since. And every time I say no, and it feels so good. I have uh, banished all fantasy sports from my life. I plan to never go back uh, to your first point, Pat. I, I actually am for them for other people because there is a sense nah, of that's camaraderie. Not I'm going to finish. <laughs> there is a sense of camaraderie that I think is really fun. Some playful bashing on your friends. And I did enjoy it. But at this point in my life, I am now against fantasy sports. You're welcome, Lexi. I'm sure that's music to your ears. <laughs> Robbie, can I ask a quick question about your, your group of your, your 10 year decade long fantasy league? Yeah. What was the highest level of baseball that anybody in that group <laughs> actually played? I tried out for and failed to make the freshman team in, <laughs> at Glenbrook South High School. So that's my level. Uh, I think everyone else was like high school baseball. I don't but, even know if anyone played college. But did but did they play varsity? Yeah, I think some people played varsity. Okay. Yeah. Patrick, who's like judgment from coming from McFadden over here? <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just. I'm gathering data right now. <laughs> um, so you said something, Robbie, about uh, acting like you're managing that made me think of. Did you guys know? that there's video games where all you do is manage a sports team. Yeah. And you don't play manager. the game. Yeah. Okay. That's can I actually add one other anecdote? That's <laughs> yeah. really... Wait, do they, do they stream on Twitch, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> I would bet. Yes. This, okay. Oh, I've got one wow. more thing to add. That's going to make me sound really, really nerdy, but here we go. So before I joined this particular fantasy league that I just described in high school, I was with a group of 12 guys and we were part of a league called ILB, Internet League Baseball. And this baseball league was made up of entirely fictional players. What's this run, now? Run by a computer simulator <laughs> that you had rankings on each different player's abilities, their power, their speed, their different pitches if they were a pitcher, ranked from 0 to 100. And you would draft players against other people and then set your lineup and go. And we were obsessed with this and we would run like five different seasons in a year. And it was, that, that was nerdier than anything I've ever done. And it was so fun. <laughs> and so That's nerdy. the point. It's but amazing wanna... that you found someone to mate with. <laughs> it really is. But I, but I do want to say in that league, one of the guys in that league went on to be, uh, ha have a job working as the head of the minor leagues for a major league baseball team. And now he's working as um, one of the key heads of the minor leagues for all of major league baseball. So that set him up for his career. So even though it was super nerdy, it like propelled at least one person to a pretty cool career. Just saying. Right. Okay, go Just on. Move on. <laughs> yeah, um, Pat, Pat, you want to hear from next? 
I'm going to go to the person who's least likely to be on a fantasy sports team, McFadden. Um, I am against <laughs> fantasy sports teams. Uh, I know you're all probably pretty surprised. I, I have actually been a part of, I think, two leagues, and they were fantasy football. And both times I set it to auto-draft and never logged in and <sighs> – I don't know how I did because I didn't even bother to pay attention. I, I should have just waiting for you. <laughs> I should have just at the beginning when they asked me said, "Could I just give you twenty dollars?" <laughs> and <laughs> and then you guys stop asking me because I just I I don't know anything about like most sports. Um, I, I I do like playing sports. Like I I played um, varsity lacrosse. I was the captain of the team. I played. Uh, college lacrosse um, at at the club level so like I've I've always been involved in sports but for whatever reason I just don't like watching sports and I definitely don't like pretending to manage sports teams (laughs) at all there was a point in my life when my my brother made the, the compelling case that by participating in a fantasy sports league you will become more invested in sports and you will find a reason to, to want to watch football and be a part of this. And there have been many times, especially where I work in my office, like everybody's a sports fan, like a huge sports fan. And we come back from the weekend, the conversation is always about sports and I have zero to contribute all the time (laughs) because I don't like sports. So I, I wish that it was something that I liked, but it's just not. And so I got to say I'm against. Okay. Doesn't like sports. Doesn't like music. What <laughs> moves your soul, McFadden? Mike, when when he's not working, he just sits in a dark closet and stares. He, like, turns off. No, like, I like to play <laughs> sports. Like, I like to play the guitar. I don't like – I'd like to be an active participant in these endeavors. I, I sang in the choir when I was in high school and at, at church and, and things of that nature. But that, that's a, that seems especially not... weird. That you, you sang in the church and yet you don't like music. Like, I can't – so I just want to set the record straight here. I don't dislike music. I just don't like, there isn't a, a, a soundtrack to my life where I associate moments with like specific songs where I know like Robbie, when you hear some song, don't know which one, because again, don't really like music that much. <laughs> oh, admitted it. Uh, where you're like, oh, that takes me back to this specific moment when I was playing fantasy baseball with a bunch of other dorks. <laughs> I just, that does, it doesn't resonate with me. I'd rather go and build something, go for a bike ride, go on an adventure. I, I love um, those things too. I love But that. I also, so maybe, okay, I like technical things as well. I really like to geek out. Oh, um, you're the nerd. I, well, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not a the nerd. I'm just saying my brand pot. of nerddom is just different than, than yours. Like, whereas you might get lost in listening to um, an album, I will get lost working on, like, a, a coding project, for example. The For or Against game at foragainstpod.com slash play. <laughs> okay, Wynan, was I correct by putting you in between those two? I, I think you were, yeah. Um I, uh, I really found it fascinating listening to you, Rob, because you and I had just such polar opposite experiences when it comes to fantasy sports and our relationship with actual sports. I think uh, my uh, fandom for uh, Chicago sports teams and the pain in which they have uh, brought upon me is uh, storied and well-documented. Um, <laughs> 
it was unhealthy. Uh, the uh, the level that I that a, a single Bears loss, which happened often and continues to happen, would completely ruin uh, my Sunday and 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 parts of my Monday. Why? Uh, I know, right? It was there's no rationale behind it. it it's the, the opiate of the masses. You you put your your own life in you put your happiness in the hands of something else and, and no, you no longer have control of it. So we can get into the, the union uh, uh, psychology of it all day, but, but uh, fantasy sports I found for me were actually a nice outlet uh, to kind of dissipate some of that disappointment across many players on many teams. And so it became less and less uh, important about the one game and you could, you know, casually care about all the games. Um, over time, uh, my my total uh, fandom of sports has declined. I think as the the players, the age gap between myself and the players. Um, I was uh, casually watching a game uh, a few months ago when they were talking about a player who was really still gritting it out and playing on his for his 12th season when he was 32 years old, <laughs> um, and that made me feel terrible. Um, and so I have just dis- fantasy sports help me actually help me uh, distance myself from sports. Although I will say I have been in a football league uh, since 2006 uh, with my uh, my college friends. So that's uh, your 10 years and, and add another uh, four. Um, and wow. that um, that league has been going on uh with virtually no changes to the people who are in it uh these are people who i certainly have lost touch with in every other avenue of my life but but every year we still get together and and have this draft there's never any money involved it's never very serious uh i've won a couple times and 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 it's just a couple of slaps on the back but it's been an avenue like like many other things in, in life where i've been able to stay in touch with people i otherwise uh, wouldn't so for me I, I will continue to be in that one league for as long as it e- exists thanks Josh Rochelle every year wow. for being commissioner um, and uh, and that's for me so so for that uh, I am for and I'm, I'm really curious to know where you stand on this because I feel like you're closer to me but I could be wrong um, I really enjoyed the show the league that was one of my favorites <laughs> at the time when it was on um so like i get the idea of why it's fun but for me kind of for the opposite reason of wine and i could never do it and there were times in my life there were like probably three or four years that i got really into the bears and then it would it would like ruin my sunday when they lost um but i've kind of (laughs) accepted that they're not gonna be that great until maybe one day they are Um, so it doesn't really bug me as much. Um, but what I, what gets me about fantasy leagues is it makes you root against your own team sometimes and makes you root for teams that you hate sometimes. (laughs) And I just couldn't imagine doing that. Like I would hate to watch a bears Packers game and be like, I've never had a Packer on my team ever and ever will. Well, that's one go. way that to do it. But I've, <laughs> I've watched like games with people where they're like, oh, I have this like running back on, on my team. So he's like rooting for that one player uh, that's playing against his own team. 
And it's just like, it's so weird to me. No, that makes it, that's like a cool dynamic where it's like, okay, I want this one running back on the opposing team to get like 150 yards and a touchdown, but then I want the rest of their team to just be garbage. And I want our team to just trounce them the rest of the, the rest of the way. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. That's, <laughs> so now, like, that, that's not true to the spirit of athletic competition. <laughs> no, no, but you're playing, but there's something weirdly psychologically the amazing. Yeah, like playing this weird mental game of like, I yeah, not sports. <laughs> That's just yeah. creepy manipulation. <laughs> yeah, true. True. The other thing is it was with McFadden where when I'm really into a team like the Bears, I know like 50% of the roster and zero other players in the league. <laughs> like maybe Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady. So I could never pick Played out for a the, team. the Patriots. Not anymore. That was a joke. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I knew that though. That's weird. I didn't wouldn't think I'd know something like that. <laughs> um, so I could never do it well because I would have no idea who to pick whatsoever. So yeah, I'm against it in all of the different ways you can be. <laughs> were we all against no, this I was topic? Four. Oh, you were four. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. Okay, good. It was oh, actually Amanda's idea, and she thought that all of you guys. She's like, "Oh, maybe it'll be boring because everybody will be four. four. Oh, so she'll be interested." Oh. Here. I don't like sports or music. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Patrick, for your topic. Uh, before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. Uh, last week we quick. did not have a quick lightning round. We had a long <laughs> lightning round. It was, dare I say, sure. thunderous, not lightning at all. Um, this week, Rob uh, will list a few topics in rapid lightning-like succession, and the rest of us will share our positions. Rob, what is the uh, overriding topic for your lightning round this evening? Let's get to lightning. Different ways to celebrate New Year's Eve. Ready? Let's go. Yes, uh, let's I'm going to do, do uh, Pat McFadden Winand. That's Five my screen too. Yay. Five <laughs> different ways to celebrate New Year's Eve. Number one, getting a party package at a bar. Let's say when we were in our 20s because we're probably not doing that anymore. But party package at a bar. Is that like you get a bracelet and then it's like all yes. you can drink? All or you can drink for a few hours from nine to you no know, nine p.m. to one a.m. You get <laughs> drunk with your friends at a packed bar with loud music. Pat, go. I loathe bars. I have <laughs> my entire life, even in like prime bar years. I hated being at like a really fun party at somebody's house where there's plenty of beer that's free because it's already been bought. People are like, let's go to the bar where no one would ever try to pick up somebody of the opposite sex. They would just get into a circle in the bar and then yell at each other because you can't hear each other. I loathe bars. This is slightly better because you're buying a package, but I'm still against. <laughs> okay, very lightning of you, McFadden. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that there was like a fiscal reason that Pat was sort of for it. This seems to be a theme in the past couple of, of episodes. <laughs> Um, I think in my 20s, I would be for this. Yeah, that, that's the question, in your 20s. But, but, that, but I would feel the same way as Pat just described, but I think I would be self-conscious to be like, hey, guys, you, you guys realize this sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? So, but in my 20s, I think I would be for. 
Winning. Uh, so I was against, and uh, I remain against for these. Uh, when you have these party packages, you're always trying to beat the house. If it's right, <laughs> so if I've got, if I paid thirty dollars for the for the bracelet, I'm going to be drinking thirty dollars worth of booze, and that's how you end up waking up in a dumpster. Never a good <laughs> idea. I am against. Yes, and I am against. I would always was dating. I uh, with Lexi. I never was trying to pick up a, a female at the bar, and I was just surrounded by strangers in a packed bar did not like it same as pat against and also the bar service is horrible because everybody's trying to beat the house yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the and you have this concentrated small window of time where everyone is trying to do the same thing bar bar drink 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 it's robert he, you've done it before though you've, you've i've done it i've done it I've, i have done it twice and it was only because my group of friends from college, they all decided that's what they're doing. And I pre- I was like, please, let's do something else. But Robbie was, so. Mike was making a call back to your most embarrassing thing you've ever 20 done. 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, that never happened though. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Our listeners on. are going to join that. Next, next topic. <laughs> number two, uh, way to, different ways to celebrate New Year's Eve. A house party at a friend's house, but there are still a bunch of people that you don't know. That I don't know. Oh, I was about to be violently for this. There are some pe- some people you know, but a lot of people you don't know. I still think. Ah, fuck. House <laughs> <laughs> um, party at a friend's house. I think oh, that gets really fun because I would still find my group and just hang out with them. So I'll be four. Okay. I think I've become more introverted as I've gotten older. I think I'd actually be against this if as much people that I did know which I, I don't know a lot of people, so this would never happen in real life. <laughs> uh, so I'm just against. <laughs> yes. uh, I love this. This is, in my opinion, probably the only way to do New Year's. Not a ton of expectations. Uh, go to a friend's house. Rob, I've done this at your house before in Chicago. I had this a great time. Met Me some too. Really Didn't have a great time. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> met some very interesting people who I wouldn't have met otherwise. I'm for this. Yeah, so I, I actually thought that that was a pretty good party that we threw, <laughs> but, but I generally don't want to meet new people on New Year's Eve. Like, just give me people that I already know. I don't want to mingle and talk about, like, what your job is for somebody that I'm just meeting for the first time. So I'm actually against this, even though we did this exact thing at my own <laughs> apartment. Uh, okay, moving on. Number three, going to an elegant ballroom gala party on new year's eve you dress up nice you get a you sit at a round table have a nice meal there's like a nice uh, jazz music that's playing pat go for it oh robbie real quick are yes. we with people we know uh, or maybe just on a date like you you with your wife or a, or a significant other if you want to go with a couple couples sure why not yeah if i'm going with a couple couples i would love to do this one time I would very much enjoy like the experience of doing this once and then never again. <laughs> I think I'm actually sort of uh, feeling the same way, Pat. I think <laughs> that it, it, I, I'd like, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life and I haven't done this. I think it would be fun to do something like this. I did attend a wedding um, on New Year's, which actually was pretty much this. Um, so, and it was a good wedding. So I think I'm for it, but I don't think I want to do it year after year. <laughs> I am against um, I, I uh, the specifically because this is happening on New Year's. The problem with New Year's is always the expectations, which will never be filled. If I end up paying a significant amount of money to go to this thing, I'm gonna fo- like insist that I have a good time, like, and uh, and that will end up making it so I won't have a good time. Uh, I am against this. I'll go to an elegant ballroom with you guys on another day. 
Just not New Year's. <laughs> it would be a Janu- lot of fun. January second. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there, two, no, three years ago, Lexi and I were driving from Chicago back to New York on New Year's Eve, and we stopped on New Year's Eve at a hotel in Ohio. And we were just looking up on Hotel Tonight just for, to get an, an, a relatively inexpensive hotel room. We got this hotel room, but it was at a nice hotel. And we checked in. And again, we just wanted to go and crash for the night. We weren't going to do much. But they had this ballroom set up. And we could like peer into the ballroom. And it was one of the things you could have bought a ticket to go. And we were like, you man, crash it, man. I kind of wanted to do that. It looked really nice and elegant. And we were out of place in our sweatpants and sweatshirts from driving all day. But on a future New Year's, I would actually love to do this. Uh, okay, moving on. Different ways to celebrate New Year's Eve. Number four, just staying in to watch Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen on CNN with just your wife, significant other, or maybe just a few close friends. This is my ideal. I would only watch Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen for like the 30 seconds before New Year's. <laughs> rest of the time playing games, drinking talking having a good time for so growing up the uh, mcfadden's and lothians basically did this every single year for i don't know at least like a five-year stretch um when we like when we were kids and you know we, we were young so we got to stay up really late for some reason we ripped up paper like for three hours prior mm-hmm. to new year's and then we would throw it in the air and then spend the next three hours cleaning it up <laughs> um and it was great. I love that. This is also my ideal um, version of New Year's. I think, especially if you could have like your close friends over. I'm in. I really enjoy most of this, but I hate some of it. I hate these shows. These shows are so contrived and terrible. And I don't want to watch Sublime followed by Pitbull you know, on, <laughs> on the Pepsi Max New Year's show. Um, I would be happy if we could turn the TV off and maybe play a game with my friends like at fouragainstpod.com slash play. Uh, I think that would be a really fun New Year's um, with my friends or, or a significant other. I'm just going to stay away from the show. So against. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, against. Oh, okay. You took I, I, I wasn't quite following. I thought you were for it. But the, <laughs> yeah. the, the I'm for most of it. The show's the yeah. show's spoil it for Wow. You. Okay. Hard, well, for, hard right turn. <laughs> <laughs> I, was about to go, I agree with one, but no, I don't, because this is also my ideal and the one that I've done the most uh, low pressure. And to your point, Wynan, if you have expectations and you're only going to have a bad time, I don't have high expectations when I go into this type of event. And it's always just pleasant and enjoyable. And if this could be in a cabin in the woods, like 100% for. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. All right. And last one, different ways to celebrate New Year's Eve, watching the ball drop in person at Times Square in New York City. I don't know. Non, if you guys non-pandemic. Have non-pandemic. Sure. Pretend that it's uh, a year ago or a year from now, hopefully. Would you ever do this? Even, just one time, would you do this, Pat? So I loathe bars, but this is literally my nightmare. <laughs> the people look so miserable. In order to be like close, you have to get there like 27 hours early. And, and then close you... to what even? <laughs> yeah. And then you have to like, there's no room if you are in the front of the crowd. So you just have to like stand still the entire time. You're not allowed to drink out on the street in New York. So it's like you're in a bar, but it's cold and you can't drink to watch a ball slowly go down a pole. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Four. (laughs) Well, I think this is something 
that I would probably be willing to, I have no desire to do this, but I would, I'd be willing to do it once. But I'm, mm. I'm certain that uh, I'd like to be able to talk about it and like have the experience, but I am 99% sure that having had that experience, I will feel exactly the way that Pat just described <laughs> and have regretted it like the the that evening because now it's like 1201 and sublime's playing on stage um, and like now i gotta make my way to the hotel and i'm like i can't feel my feet and i am dehydrated because i've been out here for 27 hours um but then after you know th- th- to me to, to bring back to uh an interview we had in, in season two, this sounds like a lot of uh, type two fun, mm-hmm. not enjoyable in the moment, but something that I would look back upon fondly. Thank you, yes, Eric. Yes, that's exactly right. So, like, so you're I for would, it. I'm for it. I think. I would love to be able to have this be something that I have done, but in order to get there, I have to, <laughs> have do, to it, do it, <laughs> which is not something that I'm willing to do. And therefore from the same side, the other side of the same coin, Mike, I am against all and it's right. funny, I, I I very much feel and felt the way Pat described, which is that this sounds horrible. But then as Pat was describing why it was horrible, I was thinking, oh, I've done this before, just not in Times Square. Two years ago, Lex and I went to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for Groundhog Day <laughs> on right. February 2nd. And we were there starting at 3 in the morning until 6.30 in the morning. And it was way colder there than it would have been in Times Square. <laughs> And But by the way, I loved it. It was like something that I'm so happy we did. Again, probably only a one-time kind of thing, but I loved I actually enjoyed it while we were there. And I especially love it for the type two fun that looking back, like, hey, we did this thing. Were there things to do or did you just stand still and talk? It's mostly standing still, but they have really cheesy local performances, really cheesy comedy bits, uh, singers, fireworks, hot cocoa and food and so it sounds like there fire. was some there was some type one fun at this event yeah yeah well but they but they try to do that at times square too for new year's eve they have performances they again i don't find the appeal in it but it, the way pat described it, i'm like oh i've kind of done this before just on a different <laughs> holiday but still in the cold so i'm still very against the times square ball drop but i kind of have done it elsewhere that's all i'm saying but against All right. Well, thank you very much, Robbie, for that lightning round. If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. If you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us with the Apple Podcasts algorithm. We'd also love to hear about any topics that you're for or against or undecided on via Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or our Facebook page at For or Against Pod. Also check out our website, foragainstpod.com, and sign up for our newsletter so you never miss another episode. We might just feature one of your topics on a future episode. For now, thank you for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to for or against. So turn the volume up, this is for or against.